Hello, and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we're continuing on our odd theme of movies that take place in generic Africa with Holiday in the Wilds. Yay! Yay, yay, yay. Yes. So Holiday in the Wild, if you haven't heard of it, is a Netflix movie that came out last November, November 2019, uh, starring Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe and a bunch of elephants. Yeah. yeah. So many elephants. It's actually quite good. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's surprisingly good. I remember thinking it when we watched it, when I watched it the first time, and I was Mm -hmm. excited that we were going to be able to talk about it. Yes. And I was excited that we remembered that we were going to talk about it. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. And then I was charmed by it this time, oh. not just because of how ridiculously good Rob Lowe looks. Oh, it is. It's like, it's ridiculous. I'll try not to mention it too many times, but I won't make any promises. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and unlike our last episode, Mighty Joe Young, it is a little bit more specific. Mm-hmm. A lot of the media around it is very generic yeah. about it just being in Africa, but the movie itself is pretty clear that it's taking place in Zambia. Yeah. Which is nice to see because Africa is a really big con- big continent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did a much better job. They did film some parts of it in South Africa, but they did film parts of it in Zambia as well. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to start off with a quick geography podcast because it turns out I don't even know where Pennsylvania is. And that was important <laughs> in the last... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so Zambia is about uh, north of Botswana and south of the Democratic Republic of Congo. So it's kind of, I don't want to say in the middle because that seems kind of generalist. It's in the middle east-westy though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's, but it's so, in the southern third of Africa. Yeah, so it borders Angola, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Malawi, um, and Namibia. Yeah. Oh, so, tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Namibia's got a crazy shape. Yeah. Did you say Tanzania? Tanzania. Yeah. And then the Dominican Republic of Canada. Of Canada. Whoops. That's me. That's where I live. The Dominican Republic of the Congo. Um, yeah. So those are kind of in a in a counterclockwise direction. That's kind of yes. how they, um, what borders it. So it is, it's not necessarily in the middle, but it does have a lot of countries around it. If that mm-hmm. makes sense? Sure. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, when you have a chance, learn more about the countries in Africa, because there are a lot more than just mm-hmm. Africa. Zambia is home to the Big Five, which is a tradition from trophy humping, trophy hunting, which was originally meant the five hardest animals to shoot. So that is water buffalo, which I'm not very excited to learn about because ungulates and me just... I'd rather take the uh, ones that evolved a lot and went back to the sea. Yes, true, true, true. But yes, as Sarah put in these notes, seeing a huge herd would be really cool. Yeah. When we watched this movie, I wanted to know more about the species because Robo just mentions these five generic animals. So then we discovered that there are subspecies of lions. So I'd really like to mm. find a new, a different lion movie so that we can talk more about that. Not new Lion King because we already covered Lion King and maybe yes. the Lion Guard also starring Rob Lowe. <laughs> Could happen. Disney TV show for three-year-olds. Yes. Then leopards, which I don't know anything about, except they're cats and they're cool. Yeah. And then rhinos, which these would have been black rhinos and everything about rhinos is sad. So we might not get to them because it's sad. 
Hmm. Also, yeah, I don't know of any movies that have. I don't think there are because it would just be so complicated. So sad. And sad. Yeah. And then elephants. But first, we'll shout out to giraffes who aren't on this because it was a trophy hunting thing. But giraffes are the best and the most ridiculous animals in the world. Like, what is this? <sighs> and why is there no Disney movie about I giraffes? We, I think we've said that Probably. <laughs> probably when we did The Lion King. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Giraffes are the Ugh. best. So, elephants. Yes. Obviously, because this takes place in Zambia, we are talking about African elephants, of which there are two species. The African bush elephant and the African forest elephant. I, I'm, I think Lindsay and I both separately... Are pretty sure that mm-hmm. these are African bush elephants, just because a those are the biggest ones. They're like the they fit the right distribution and habitat looking, and also they're sort of like the more like when you think of, like when people are talking about generic African elephants, they're usually thinking about bush elephants. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I knew that there were multiple species mm. before. I'm just remembering like learning yeah. about elephants in like grade six. Yeah, I'm not sure when they decided that they're two different species. So they might not have when we were mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, I'm not really sure. But African bush elephants or Loxodonta africana um, are the largest living terrestrial animals. Mm. Good job, elephants. Bulls can reach a shoulder height of 13 feet or just about four meters, which is but crazy. still shorter than mighty Joe Young. This is true, but... Taller than real gorillas. Yes, taller than real gorillas, and taller than you'd want to get close mm-hmm. to. Yeah, which we will get to later. Both sexes have tusks, which erupt when they are one to three years old, and it's the ivory in these tusks that is the main reason why elephants are African bush elephants are considered vulnerable, which is actually not as bad as I thought they were. But it's still not no. great. It's still not great. Like ten percent of their population was killed as recently as two thousand and five, I think, for yeah. ivory. Like it's. It's just not great. So, yeah, and lots of their lots of them are in various sanctuaries or national parks, game reserves, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, they big. Mhm. They big. Yeah. Which is cool. So some of the really cool stuff in this movie, we'll get to like kind of like the making of a bit more in a bit, but this one because mm-hmm. she is a vet, which is exciting that she was a woman who actually had a purpose by first staying there. We were just talking about this before we started recording is that she wasn't yeah. just a person who fell in love with elephants and needed to find herself and just decided to stay and I yeah. don't even know, like cook for everyone in a super generic um, way. Yeah, or like do end up doing healthcare because it meant like for the filming of the movie, it means that she got yeah. to be really close mm-hmm. to these elephants, but like she actually could do things like blood draws and administer yeah. IVs and that kind of thing. They did have a proper like elephant wild animal veterinarian that came, but not very often um, according to the movie. So I think, yeah, it was neat. Yeah. It was neat that she had at least the starting of some skills, obviously being a domestic animal vet in the States 20 years ago doesn't actually prepare you to be an elephant veterinarian, but it's it's a start. It's better yeah, than nothing, it's like I guess. Yeah, we were talking about when we were watching um, it, like, she knew how to open an IV. She knows how to... Yeah. That dehydration is bad, and to ask the questions of, what should I and be how doing to, to help this? Yeah, yeah. And, like, and could learn things. Like, obviously, I think at this facility, it was more first aid type things. They weren't going to be doing major no. surgeries or, like, intubations or anything like that. It was really just like checking to make sure that they were mm-hmm. gaining weight quickly enough. Yeah, re- and, recording vitals is yeah. kind of, once you know what they're supposed to be and how to take them, it's kind of yeah. static across mm-hmm. all other species. It's like, I'm going to go record yeah. this vital, and if it's abnormal, then next step. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, and Lindsay and I have both. Oh yeah, done that in a like non non wild setting. Vital yes, um, recording. Yes, it's thrilling, you guys. Super thrilling. Um, <laughs> sometimes harder than others. Depends on their mm-hmm. respiration rate. <laughs> yeah. So one of the really cool scenes is she takes blood or they put an IV in. I'm not sure what mm-hmm. I think they were putting in an IV and they were doing it on the ear flap, which I was like, oh, yeah, logically, that makes sense. Elephants have really thick skin and like really thick muscles. And if you aren't really sure what you're doing, you want to pick a body part where you can see mm-hmm. blood vessels and ears would be one of those or you're more likely to be able mm-hmm. to, which is cool. Yeah, that happens a lot with other animals that have thick skin or lots of blubber like a beluga whale Mm. they take blood or i don't think they'd ever put in an iv because that would not work they They would would do do like a quick injection of. but if they needed to get into a vein they would do the flippers Mm -hmm. the pectorals or the tail depending on how the animal is trained and the situation yeah when i looked up the um husbandry manual for elephants it said that yeah the ear flaps or the back of the leg like the behind the knee is where they recommend training uh, elephants in captivity to accept blood draws basically all husbandry behaviors for an elephant like from stepping onto a scale shifting from one enclosure to another all of that has to be trained because you try forcing an elephant to do something (laughs) yeah not so much not so much yeah so at the facility in the movie it's an elephant orphanage or a nursery so they are um formula feeding all of these elephants um so one thing that is kind of neat is what the milk composition of elephants is it's about five percent protein 9.3 percent fat and 3.6 percent lactose so not no, but if you fatty. think about, like, the reason I was drawn to this was because of our past lives. I know that beluga, beluga milk mm-hmm. is 24% fat, but they need to gain yeah. fat fast, right? But when they're born, yes. they're just a... And also they yeah, need to stay warm. they little nothing, and fat is how they're going to stay warm. Mm-hmm. Um, and elephants have less of that concern. Like, obviously, there's temperature changes and it gets colder at night, but not to the extreme as yeah. living in the Arctic, obviously. So ocean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also ocean. Yeah. So yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I don't know. I I mean I in in like a North American um facility they would be using some sort of like not commercial formula, but they would be using like commercially available products to mix up mm-hmm. a formula to replicate that milk. I'm not sure what they would have used there. Maybe they were using some sort of like milk. It just sort of arrived in these big bottles, which was yeah, cool. Wasn't really- but they didn't Shown, talk about it but... in detail, obviously, because mm-hmm. that would make a boring movie. Um, unless you're me and <laughs> no, Lindsay. <laughs> exactly. We would have been like, oh, Ooh. show me how you make it. Tell me more. Yeah. How For do example, you like your data? Yeah. Seal formula, They you add like lots of fish oil and stuff to it. It's mm-hmm. disgusting. But also like put herring in a blender, literally. Yeah, when they're a bit so, older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Super no, with, with this, when, when they were doing this kind of stuff, I was like, this is fascinating. How do you, like, she put the stethoscope on it, yeah. one of the elephant's heads. So I was like, is that where you find the heartbeat? I guess it makes the most sense, especially for I a couldn't... small elephant. Yeah, I couldn't find any information. I tried to find where to take the heartbeat of an elephant, but I couldn't find anything. Yeah, um, for like a small elephant, like not a full size one. Obviously. Maybe. But yeah. be honest, if you were up in a uh, lift. Yeah, but Mike, is that the best place to find one? Like, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know anything about elephants. I remember when we went to zoos and saw some of their veterinary equipment. It yeah. was just like so oh. surprising because there are things that you don't think it was a giraffe endoscope. Um, yeah, endoscope tube 
Oh my yeah. gosh, it was huge. Which, think about that. <laughs> think about having to stick a tube down a giraffe's yeah. mouth. Like, <laughs> good luck with that. Um, and yeah. also, the I think it was Bronx Zoo. It was one of the ones in New York. The barn that they had that was their vet office. I was like, oh, those drawers are really big. And they're like, yeah, we got to get elephants in here sometime. And yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right, okay. That would be why. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most of the animals that I've been involved, like the biggest animal that I've dealt with in a veterinary setting has been like a dog. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I worked with really small animals mostly oh actually maybe a, maybe a big snake i don't know yeah i think you depends, you, depends on how you measure how big exactly yeah. yeah for door size that it's all the yeah. same yeah true true yeah we could we could use regular human doors exactly <laughs> um yes so that was funny yeah but no the the giraffe trach tube was oh, insane man. it was, that was like so weird a fire hose <laughs> yeah and then, of course, like, because those are the things that you don't think about because you're not a vet who works at a zoo. So why would you? Mm-hmm. But those yep. are necessary. Which was crazy. Anyway, elephant care is awesome. Elephant care. Elephants are yeah. awesome. One thing to mention, maybe this is a good place to do it because we're talking about, like, animal welfare and stuff. Mm. Where, so Kristen Davis is, like, on the board or really heavily involved in a conservation society or foundation that's based in the U.S. and then funds a bunch of local orphanages and sanctuaries and stuff in Africa um, for elephants. And so that... Not in Zambia. I think it was Kenya. Yeah. It's in one of the um, articles. But she hadn't been to Zambia. Right. So so that was why they... I think Netflix, according to some article that I read, pitched her this movie. And then she really, really fought. And Netflix worked with her to make sure that they were filming with animals that were already in these facilities, like not with trained, cap- like fully captive animals, but with rescue animals. And then for any close-ups or whatever for safety, they used animatronics or CG to do that. So that was really neat. Basically, in North America, the guidance, and I think if you are an accredited facility, you have to use only protective contact with any elephant. Unfortunately, a lot of keepers want a lot, but like more than more than you would want there to be, which is more than none. Um, keepers have been really seriously injured or killed mm-hmm. by elephants from working with them in unsafe situations. Yeah, so I think the fact that they both really focused on the elephant safety, but also people safety, which kind of goes together, right? Like if you have a human in an unsafe situation, that means you might need to be treating the el- the elephant less safely, like using more coercive mm-hmm. tactics. So this way they were able to like have really good animal internationally recognized animal welfare standards but also have a cool movie because netflix decided to like that it was worth it to invest in some cool animatronic or other like artificial but like really good looking yeah fake there's elephants. like only one point where i was like mm-hmm. well that's obviously not a real elephant because it was when it was asleep it was lying mm-hmm. down and i'm like this animal is way too still to be a real animal. yeah yeah yeah. So. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah there's like there's tons of articles that i found and there's a bunch more that we didn't i didn't mm-hmm. actually read that she was interviewed with obviously because this was a big deal for her. Yeah. And they talk about a lot of the scenes of like the wild stuff and the crew would just stay in the cars and mm-hmm. they would all whisper, which I don't, I've never actually been on a film set that intense, but crews don't whisper. I know that for sure. Mm, yeah. Especially when there's not filming happening. <laughs> yeah. So like everyone was super respectful and like, all the safety protocols and she went to the sanctuaries for like two weeks beforehand so that she was used to them and they were as used to her as possible and oh, that's all so of this. Cool. Yeah. So like they put so much effort into it like she she spent like four years trying to get this set up before they did anything like i don't know yeah. if she was with netflix at that point or how it went down but yeah, we, yeah they put so much effort. yeah it seemed like it took that long 
from like when they pitched it to when they actually had found places to film this at and yeah a big group effort which is awesome Mm -hmm. yeah and then because they were filming at these facilities like it means a huge influx of money for them which is awesome yeah (laughs) Lindsay's got a note here which moving on to a later note uh they took a risk basing it in the near future and it did not pay off. Yeah, so this movie was, she went to Zambia in the fall of 2019 and spent that Christmas there. Yeah. And then she was at home watching the ball drop for 2020 and we were already like, no, don't do it. Yeah. And then they flashed to the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she comes back, spoiler alert, she comes back, Rob and mm-hmm. her get together. Oh, are you shocked? Oh, surprise. And so it's like, I don't know, August 2020 or something. Yeah. And she's and like, she... two weeks ago, I sold my apartment. And two days ago, <laughs> I got on a plane. And now I'm here. And we're both yelling at, we're like, you need to quarantine. <laughs> yep. 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 So but, yeah. Like, know, if it's it... always a risk you take. <laughs> Exactly. Like if they had filmed this in 2016 and then it was 2017 in the movie, that it wouldn't have been a problem. You know, yeah. it's just that's it's just an extra level level of hilarity because we laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, um, it's just the years, the times that we are living in. Yep. Oh, good times. But yeah, like if they once everyone's quarantined, it probably would have been an okay place to be. Yeah, the only thing. Elephants. Yeah, I mean, and I think their funding situation would, would be problem, yeah. maybe problematic, especially if they rely on like tourism donations or things like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like it. It didn't seem like a touristy yeah, it place. Didn't, but they also had literally no problem with her coming. Yeah, it was it was weird. Like they there was an empty tent for her, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and then also her son came. Yeah, so like they kind of just hand wave yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they were set up for visitors, but not for tourism. I guess, well, like, you know, a bunch of people came during Christmas, so they're set Mm -hmm. up for visitors, and then that annoying blonde woman, um, generic blonde woman, who wanted to be with Rob Lowe and then got mad, um, she came to visit. Yeah. She would need a tent at some Mm -hmm. point. Yeah, it definitely definitely wasn't set up as, like, a volunteer tourism facility, which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for, like, the respect of the work that they did, but also for the Mm -hmm. respect of her needing to actually have a reason to stay. Yeah. As opposed to what we were talking about with Charlize Theron and Mighty Joya who didn't have an education even though there was no reason why she couldn't have yeah and there's there's no like you can be an expert on animals and their behavior without an education like from yeah. just spending time with them totally. but like yeah but. but she would be an expert on like that one animal which in mighty joe young is kind of true mm-hmm. yeah so one thing like again i think we've kind of hit on this before and i just wanted to put in a shout out if like you're thinking about obviously not right now because travel problematic but like volunteering at any like sanctuary or rescue facility or whatever like just really do your research there's no legal definition that i know of anywhere for sanctuary so any facility can call themselves any kind of animal sanctuary i'll put a link in or i'll get Lindsay to put a link in the show notes um about an article about like finding a good um elephant sanctuary in thailand specifically and it, it's it's cool because it really talks about like the difference between watching elephants and maybe going there and like staying and like helping prepare some food and getting to observe actual experts doing their work versus going and like doing unnecessary things or even dangerous things like bathing elephants like elephants Mm -hmm. can bathe themselves and it's really really dangerous for you to be anywhere near them because they're big as we discussed and rambunctious Mm -hmm. and then also the like formerly captive elephants which are more common in Asia um, from like the forestry industry and stuff and also the tourism industry the more that there are people that they don't know around them the more likely it is that their handlers the mahouts I think is the word in um, Thai the more likely it is that they have to like 
use coercive techniques to keep people safe. So Mm -hmm. it's just like all around not a great situation. So yeah, there's ways to do your research and actually like support the employment and the safety of locals and actual conservation rather than animals that are in a like quote unquote sanctuary just to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. There's um, my and that's horse. a thing. <laughs> and that's a part of the thing with all animals that are that are part of ecotourism. Mm-hmm. There's the good places and there's the bad places. And yeah. just trusting yourself to do your research and asking people is mm-hmm. a great way to start when you're allowed to go do that again. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> the one thing about this movie, like we talked about how well they did in the making of it, they actually didn't really talk about the threats a lot. Like at the beginning, they found the orphan. Yeah. His mom was taken by poachers and there was like that mo- that quick scene, um, mm-hmm. which is fine. And, like, it's not like it's a surprise. Everybody well, it's knows. also not a new thing. Like, it's, it's not, not some, a new thing. Like, but, everybody yeah, knows like, that animal, like, that elephants are poached for their ivory. Like, mm-hmm. that's not. Yeah. yeah. And there wasn't the classic scene of, like, everybody's sleeping at night and then the poachers come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, um, I don't know, in all movies with kind po- of animals that are poached. Yeah. It's um, kind of refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, so that was nice. Yeah. And then at the end, they were like, they had a quick thing about the population status and how they were threatened. But then mm-hmm. they didn't really talk about it. It was just like yeah. one paragraph. So it was a bit strange. Yeah. Well, and I like, I kind of, I like that because if you can't talk about the full complexity of it, you're better just. Yeah. No, that's true. And like, not. that wasn't the point of the movie. The point of the movie yeah. was look at, and like, they talked a ton about elephant behavior and elephant relationships and yeah. how the rescue system and the rehabilitation system works. And that was really, really well done. Yeah. Uh, totally. I assume. I don't know much about them, but it sounds well, legit. And I don't know why they would make it up when they're at filming in an actual sanctuary. Yeah. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Like, neither of us obviously are experts in like the elephant family structure, but what they let these elephants do is once they're healthy and big enough is to start exploring and interacting with wild elephants and like trying to make friendships and make family relationships or whatever mm-hmm. with other elephants which is kind of cool yeah I like I liked that part um, me too yeah I don't think either of us can super strongly speak to the accuracy of that but yeah like they had no reason to really make that up because they could have yeah. fit the storyline with whatever the facts are so mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. I'm assuming it's oversimplified because it's oh, probably 90 and minute movie and a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely probably way more issues and not positive results that they didn't yeah. talk about. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a 90 minute Christmas movie. Do they end up with animals that don't get reaccepted into a mm-hmm. group? Probably. Yep. But then you know maybe that becomes like when we were in California, we talked to somebody who did uh, otter rehab and so they have these older female otters that end up being like surrogate otter mums so that the ot- the baby otters don't get habituated to people um, mm-hmm. and so these these mums were ones that either like needed more medical care and so did get habituated with people or just ones that for whatever reason weren't releasable and then get to like basically raise orphan mm-hmm. otters which is really yeah, cute. Yeah I think that's how a lot of rehab works. Yeah ideally. Because there's always going to be animals that are not releasable. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be issues. So I think, yeah. But like on this one, even just the way that the sanctuary was set up, if they were an adult and needed to come back, they could have been, and then we just didn't talk about it. Yeah. You know, or from looking at the website of the actual um, foundation that Kristen Davis works with, it looks like there's a bunch of sort of interrelated like sanctuaries and orphanages. So some are mm-hmm. like specifically orphanages, and then some maybe even nearby look after more like older elephants that aren't healthy enough or don't get socially accepted for whatever reason. So like different different specialties of different groups, which makes sense. Yeah, because like an elephant orphanage wouldn't need as much space as like safe roaming areas for a full grown elephant Mm -hmm. that need a home. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so cool. then, and then there's all the care that happens when elephants are on a game reserve as well. Like, that's mm-hmm. not contact care or anything, but they are all, they're watched. Yeah. Because that's what the rangers do. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's all of these levels, and they're never, because of the nature of the world, they're never truly 100% left alone. Yeah. So if one of them was stuck or some, something would happen, there would be human intervention of some level, I would yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. There's really cool uses of trap cameras where they use, these trap cameras so basically automatically triggered like hidden cameras that get triggered when whatever like sensor picks up an elephant nearby and then the camera starts going and then they use those like understand group dynamics like what is this like a single elephant is this like a family grouping how many babies are in the group all that kind of stuff did you figure out how they recognize individual animals no i was just thinking about that and i did not configuration of tusks size and shape of ears ear venation patterns not just terrors yeah you can look for collapsed or folded ears, missing tails, or trunk tips, and the location of scars or lumps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and the the curvature and the symmetry of their tusks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like any animal. Like as once you get good at it, you just do it. But yeah. there's it's but it's not like a single thing like in um, killer whales where it's like the certain side of their dorsal fin. Mm-hmm. It's more big picture than that but also because when you see an elephant you can see most of them yeah yeah it's much unlike an aquatic animal yeah with research of course especially with these kinds of animals and we've talked about Mm -hmm. this with uh some whale species is that the uh, elephants live a really really long time Mm -hmm. so it gets it's increasingly not increasingly it's increasingly easier actually as we continue to study them but thinking about how long it takes to study an animal and like the amount of time it took to understand that you could id these animals and understand Mm. their even sex like you know that was something that somebody had to figure out at some point yeah like all of these kinds of things and then like iding this animal knowing it's a female and then tracking it for its entire life, which is like over 80. Yeah. Um, like that, that takes a long time to do. And then you have to do it more than once for it to be anything. It's like, exactly. that's how science and works. Yeah. You have to so, do it over many generations and also yeah. over many individuals. Yeah. 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 So like just the, just knowing any of it, it's like we talk, you know, they're not underwater, so it is easier mm-hmm. um, and they are watched almost all the time. But yeah. it still takes really long time to understand animals like this as opposed to Drosophila. Woo! Yeah, That's exactly. why it's Drosophila. It's used in science. Fruit flies, for those yeah. who aren't sure. <laughs> yeah. They study lots of genetic and like evolution things in fruit flies because they reproduce very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> very structured and easy to understand yeah. life cycle. Yeah. Like in a graduate degree, you could have like tens of generations of Drosophila yeah. versus like maybe have one baby born. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> If you're lucky. Oh, yeah, because their um, gestation is also, I think. Yeah, it's up there. 22 months. Hmm. Yep. With an one interval between birth between of like basically four to five years. Mm-hmm. And they're, um, they don't become sexually mature for until they're older either. Like elephants take forever to do anything. Yeah. Um, females ovulate at the age of 11 for the first time-ish. And mm-hmm. bulls are sexually mature at about 15. So, yeah, not not very often. Nope. And it takes, yeah, it takes a while. So, yeah, that's. Their population growth is very slow. Slow. Yeah, because their generation length is basically like us, like 25 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and cows lactate for 4.8 years. Yes. That's not surprising <laughs> to think about, yeah. again, you know, going back to the basis of my knowledge, how long mm. belugas lactate for. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, there's some cool facts here about, well, these are specifically for captive ones, but that's just because it's easier to get daily weights on captive calves. But yeah, when they're born, they're 100 to 120 kilograms or a like 250 pounds roughly and they gain about 
half a kilo or 1.1 pounds per day, which mm-hmm. is a lot. It is a lot. I'm not yeah. tracks for their milk percentage. I think they even talked about it in the movie how fast, mm-hmm. how much milk they drink a day. It's yeah. Something ridiculous, which is what you would expect. Like, they're like, look how ridiculous amount this amount of milk is. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I would have guessed, probably. A lot. A, a lot. lot. Yeah. They're big babies. Yeah. And, and, kind of like humans like they they nurse exclusively for three months and then mm-hmm. after that they start feeding independently up until they're two or longer yeah it's crazy yeah oh they're so cute baby yeah. elephants Ugh, elephants are so ridiculous i know they're amazing i love them a lot someday too. i'm so glad that we had this movie what we didn't even talk about rob Lowe at all Ugh, except oh. towards the beginning it's just yeah yeah it's, it's also because he's like competent Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, we were talking about it when we were watching. We're like, it's attractive, but he's also good at his job, which really, yeah. is, really and gets like, me going. <laughs> his personal life is kind of a hot mess, but not like yes. terrible. It's just, you know, he decided not to care because he was widowed. Like Yeah, and yeah. like, you know, if you just decide to live in at an elephant sanctuary and for your life, like what are the chances that you're going to have? Yeah, like a, a serious a relationship. relationship. Yeah. A serious relationship. Like who are you going to meet? Mm-hmm. And how are they going to feel about living there? Like the exactly. main other guy, his wife and kids only come at Christmas. We don't yeah. go into that, but like when else does he see them? Yeah, who knows? It was yeah, so. it was crazy. Well, I think I think that that's everything that I wanted to cover. The rest of the things I wanted to say is that she wears ridiculous outfits but then changes which is great Mm -hmm. and wears her hair in a ponytail which is always a bonus for me in these kinds of movies not often enough she could have had more ponytails she could have and she could have also worn a hat Ugh. yes she's in zambia (laughs) for the first time yes yeah i really enjoyed that her character was real yeah 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 and also like after she left the first time like she goes back and actually decides to make changes in her life to make herself happier in the life that she has mm-hmm. yeah yeah she decided to go back herself but mm-hmm. she had a job got yeah a job. she finds a job yeah and she did yeah. her own stuff and she raised a ton of money yeah yeah like and sh- you know she went back i mean partly for the elephants and partly for roblo but also like a lot for herself like you know she like you see her in her job at like a fancy i'm assuming like uptown manhattan very posh vet clinic mm-hmm. where yeah. she was doing mm-hmm. like mostly grooming nothing too exciting like she you know she did get a job and she went home and like figured out her life but she wasn't happy in it she realized so yeah yeah she knew where she was happy like yeah when yeah. she was sad when her divorce papers came she's like i'm gonna go see my elephant it wasn't like i'm gonna go jump on Roblo and make out with him that's a coping technique exactly would have been perfectly viable uh-huh. the thing that connected her to the spot was the elephants and then Roblo, mm-hmm. which was awesome. exactly yeah like handy bonus mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah so you know and like her kid liked it there so mm-hmm. yeah that's always handy. So if you have elephant thoughts, or if you have a rhino movie that you think yes. is good and not completely depressing, uh, you should check us out on social media. We're at Nature Finds a Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. While you're there, you'll find all the links to subscribe to our podcast. Yeah, or any more movies about animals in Africa Ooh. that are not super sad. <laughs> Medi- medium sad's okay. Medium sad's okay, because there's lots of cool animals that live in the huh. continent of Africa. Uh, Yes. That we would like to learn more about. We will be back in two weeks with not in Africa anymore, I don't think, because we're going a little bit strange and we will be talking about Ice Age, the first one. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, who knows what continent we'll be on then. Exactly. (laughs) Pangea, I think. Ooh, yay. (laughs) Couldn't tell you. We'll find out. I've never seen the movie. Me either. All right. (laughs) We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.